0: That ugly potato sack. Yes. Look yeah, at that. Look the potato head. head is handsomer.
1: Right. <laughs> now he's getting in the suppository, oh. and he's gonna twirl around like a globy thing, as if it's transparent. Does he talk
0: to Orc? Right. See the. Does the he technology? talk to
1: uh, Orc? Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's the on light. The one on the right would go on to do mash.
0: Was it the guy with the uh, the suspenders?
1: No, that guy's nobody. Look at the suspenders, man. (laughs) 2087 styling. I wear suspenders to keep my pants down. That's how horny I am. (laughs) HA HA
0: HA! Uh, she's a
1: fish on Flash. And she was in the Night Strangler and Scream of the Wolf and... Oh, she's a counter.
0: Cool. All right, here we go. If Paul's still here, uh, don't
1: get jealous. He he dumped, he dumped.
2: Oh, oh, under
1: arrest! Something's gone wrong and Klaatu knows it. Oof!
0: His name is Klaatu? (laughs) Oh, look at it, he's deviant. I'm going to send it. Oh!
1: So pleased.
0: Yeah. I did it. I turned the nozzle or... uh, Move the lever, I don't even know how to, whatever we do in the future.
1: With the Star Trek sound. Oh,
0: now we're at the Old West? Yeah, -hmm.
1: you'll see in a minute. By the way, the voice on the computer, I think it's the Star Trek, oh, there it is.
0: Oh, he showed up in a Western set. Yeah. This is great, we could shoot another movie while we shoot this movie.
1: He's on the Paramount lot. Listen to this voice, it sounds to me like Star Trek. Oh, well, it has to be. It's 1966, Carl. I mean, I'm sure, like,
0: some nerd said, well, let's just
1: do what's on Channel NBC. Right. This is the year that Star Trek launched, and there's a lot of Star Trek connections. And ascots. <laughs>
0: you got to cover that neck. You don't want to show Does he have a cyborg
1: neck, like is in machinery? He's... Tell me, Carl. He's got some cyborg... You'll see when they get there. Just like the Terminator, he reveals his parts, right? But they look so cheap. Yeah.
0: Listen, if I was a uh, cyborg, I would request that when I die, I would be cremated. So I would my toxins would pollute the air. Because <laughs> the machinery would like snapple. <laughs> right,
2: you're a Terminator. Like,
0: the six, yeah, if I was a $6 million man, I'd be like, listen, cremate me. I don't want you to salvage my fucking parts. You spend 6000000 million, we're done.
1: There's be be a Terminator Three.
0: Oh, you know there's Terminator Dark Fate, which I have no, you know, I haven't seen yet. I haven't gone to Pirate dot like you
1: to watch a movie. That's exactly right, Mike. That is exactly what I did. You're right about that. Pirate dot com. Well, it's I the
0: Universal say... Studios tour start.
1: <laughs> I won't say the name of this site because you get very upset, like you're Justice League. Yeah.
0: We don't need the pirate movies. They're on YouTube. There's a company uh, letting us slide.
1: That's exactly right. Okay, now the movie's going to make its first fuck up, I think. Like, he's in the wrong place, clearly. Do you think? Oh, so he wanted 1950. So he's like in the Old West instead of ni- right. 1966.
0: You know what they called it back then?
1: West. West?
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> well, the pretty New West. <laughs> yeah.
1: you, where are you going? I'm going to New West. They changed that slogan years ago. It used to be, go New West, young man.
0: it go New West, young uh, inf- embryo. And it's... then by the time he became a young man, it was the,
1: Really? The New West like uh, New Hampshire, oh, man, this... New. did you know that New Jersey was established 1669? That's not exactly so new anymore.
0: Well, have you been to Jersey? Look <laughs> at this place, I gave this place a Airbnb two stars.
1: Right, I gave this a one-star rating on Yelp. Okay, here's the first fuck-up oh, I... movie. He sees the calendar, okay. 1906. This is when I think he should freak out, like, I'm in the wrong place, the wrong time, but his he memory bank—he's the... in the right place. I just think it would have been a great little moment in the film if he- Yeah, stopped. I should just say, if he, flipped, if
0: he flipped that, but it seems like he it comes across. Yes. Your Mashed lady, <laughs> put the dial in the wrong year instead of
1: 1960, it was That's 1906. Right. 1906. Now this guy here is chubby. <laughs> Let's play you his audio. Younger generation.
3: Younger generation. <laughs> <laughs> you got no
0: I love that beard.
1: Yeah. So this guy is chubby Johnson and he like appeared beside slim pickens and uh i don't know this guy gin big boy williams but the point is he was one of them like well in tar nation you know character actor guy
0: yo absolutely he was in this is a quick day of shooting yeah oh was he really
1: yeah and you know support your local sheriff with james garner he was in that
0: so he just kind of, they called him in the lot and said, can you go to yep. the set and, and talk to us sideboards?
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now, look, you see the German Shepherd and you see the red Jeep, right? Yeah. At the end of Terminator, uh-huh. Sarah Connor is at the gas station in a red Jeep with a German Shepherd. That's
0: a coincidence. Well, Listen, well, I that's don't know. This is all time
1: travel stuff.
0: It was a coincidence of a time traveling killer robot, and a and a dog, and a Reggie. Right.
1: Okay, so right now we have one of those fake, fake growling. I'm ferocious. When you could tell the dog is a puppy dog.
0: Do you think it's like uh, the Wilhelm scream, but they have like a w- Wilhelm right. scream for dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you do that, Frank Welker gets a paycheck.
1: Do you remember Benji uh, did that voiceover? Uh, what, that was in the book you read, the um, Hollywood Dogs that drink. Benji was the one that did the the Wil, Wilhelm Growl voiceover.
0: Yeah, right, and no royalties too. And you not, when you're at the Famosa Club, the Famoso Bar on Sunset, you just don't bring it up.
1: <laughs> You'll freak out in Hollywood. Now, on you Hollywood. see, you see how Chubby's got a gun, right? Yeah. Okay. He's been carrying that gun all all day now look they hear somebody oh. right the dog is hurt but it's not obviously from somebody now look he pulls out a freaking gun the guy's got a gun in his pocket it's 1910. It, it's not it's like oh, a hat so they didn't come in in a horse it was it is. A sheep. oh wait a
0: minute So you are saying that he showed up in a prop house in saw 06? Or no the house is that old
1: he, yes, this whole town is a ghost town. So it's 60 years 50 old. 60
0: year old ghost town.
1: Right. That's
0: just, I can't conceive of that idea.
1: <laughs> well, it happens. Nobody touched the
0: property in 60 years.
1: Okay, now here's my question Why in the world do they want to kill some hobo? They want uh, him out of the ghost town. For what?
0: You can have a ghost town if people are squatting in your ghost town.
1: Now watch him zap him. Now you see there's no ray that comes out of his gun. You see that? Yeah. But later we'll get rays.
0: Well, Well, it just started. Maybe it has an ionized on Earth.
1: Right.
0: What I don't get is that guy didn't even draw.
1: He didn't point his gun at him. He shot (laughs) first. Yeah, I know. Can I get an ionized charge? My ray gun is really low. <laughs> so look what Clatu does this son of a bitch. He steals the fucking Jeep cuz he's on a mission. He
0: well, That's what the Terminator does. He just grabs what he can, you know, your leather jacket here, your motorcycle
4: there. Your clothes,
1: your boots,
4: now.
0: <laughs> Bill Paxton's like, "Uh.
4: Oh. Let me guess. Laundry day." <laughs>
0: By the way, we actually did the movie, The Terminator, on our podcast because Yahoo Movies had it for free, and we watched, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Next is, yeah. say, Terminator 2? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the rest of the Terminators, you know, whatever. Your, your distance may vary. <laughs> hey, i like to get wash your car, sir.
1: Now the guy it's is like, cr- Sam Gilmore's Jape, what are you doing and what in tarnation? So the guy, is like, uh, he, he just asked for directions. He was like, can you direct me to future industries? I mean, as if he would have no GPS, right? Well, we've gone from ghost town to fucking cool ass dinerville. <laughs> this is really any any town, California. Now look, Klatchen- California. Listen, did you say the last, the uh, last day on, what, hmm, I keep calling him Klaatu because of this famous movie he was in. Oh, yeah, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Right, exactly right. And there's your buddy, Sam, uh, Wilk, uh, what's his name? Oh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's from our last film, the Elvis one. Right. So, isn't his name like You're
0: Wendell right. Crane? Right, that's exactly right. Because this guy, and then we should mention this up front: if this movie was on Mystery Science Theater, I apologize. It's never our intention to do a film that's on Mystery Science Theater. But his films have been on Mystery Science Theater: The Agent of Harm, and uh, is Wendell Crane is his name. Uh, no, Sam's
1: not. as sheriff. They just call him sheriff throughout the whole gotcha. thing. Gotcha. He's
0: the sheriff of the, uh, oh, I've seen Terminator. I know what happens to cops in the first movie. Oh, that's In the right. first movie, he comes in and shoots every single Los Angeles cop in the precinct. And then in the third movie, he blows up all these police cars, looks around in his Terminator uh, sunglasses, and you can see on the screen, dee, 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 cop casualty, zero.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Like, they, you know, he they, they cleaned up
1: his act. Thanks to the kid. I order you not to kill anybody anymore. I'm a terminator. When, okay. Yeah, so. I know that
0: guy doesn't understand. Even...
1: Well, it's just a plot point. Clatu yeah. broke in to get some clothes. The burglar alarm went off, and they're off to get him. And so is a guy from the press. But go ahead.
0: So, in the day, of the earth stood still, and I haven't even seen. The, I haven't seen. The, I think I watched parts of it, 1950s version, and I never seen the Keanu version, but. Is it to the name of the robot that hangs out with
1: them? No, it's the guy who arrives to – it's the Keanu Reeves – listen, if you haven't seen that film and you haven't, it's worth a watch. Yeah. It'll suck. Yeah, I, but need I mean need It's a classic, and for, for its day, it didn't suck, you know. Um, it's a
0: historic movie. I mean, it was the day the Earth stood still.
1: <laughs> right there's this one scene in the Keanu Reeves one that's so much better because you know it's modern and the guy's right. got a lie detector he's like am i am i holding up my right hand you know asking dumb questions and he goes do you know of an impending attack upon the earth <laughs> and Keanu Reeves just breaks character and looks at him and goes you should let me go <laughs> okay yeah had-
0: oh, that's great all right <laughs> Yeah, I, I
1: will. In the movie theater in 1994. So, basically, over a whole lot of nothing is going on. They're just... No, I know, they any, over it. Nothing is stolen, but some they don't even know about the clothes yet. This
0: director really knows how to pack actors into a scene. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a gasoline alley comic strip. Check out the dumb I can questions. Let people on the panel.
1: You'll hear it later. Oh,
0: well, I'm reading, this movie is closed captioning, so I do get to oh, experience it. all the uh, Yeah, but it's anemic, that's so fair. a few times uh, it's, you know.
1: All right, well, we didn't hear it, but basically she asked dumb questions throughout the whole thing. Who do you think did it, Sheriff? What are you going <laughs> to do about it, Sheriff? <laughs> that, you, well, anyway. See well, that a car, car? That's a smart car. Yeah
0: yeah oh yeah that's uh, made in california
1: but it's got two uh it's got a back seat so it's not so smart
0: oh right so you still have to you look at the playboy club carl
1: look i know did you catch that and i don't think they meant like playboy magazine they just meant like local playboys this is future industries and here we have a woman who's our one of our star trek connections she was in this uh, uh, episode with Roger Mudd. No, no, he was the, no, Harry Mudd, Harry Mudd. Roger Mudd was the newscaster. And um, she's one of the beautiful women who has to take a beautiful woman pill to get that way, you know.
0: And then Wait, again, what do you mean? Tell me more.
1: Well, like, they're all ugly and haggy, but they take this pill and they turn into beautiful women. So Harry Mudd is flying around the galaxy selling off beautiful women. But surprise, they're ugly. I gotcha. <laughs> I, anyway, that's
0: in Star the, Trek right then.
1: Yeah, well, Star Trek wrapped up perfectly because they found out in the end it was sort of a placebo. They could turn beautiful on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna take those pills.
0: You could tell this is a, this computer hasn't moved. Like none of these uh, reels on the computer are even moving. hmm Like at least, you know, have it move and go chug, chug, and chug lug. There's an oscillator right there on the panel. Right. Ba-bing.
1: Right for Ba-bing. production value. Just get it get the stuff cleaned yeah. up.
0: World, 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 nineteen sixties computer.
1: Whiz,
5: whiz, whiz, whiz.
1: All right, I gotta tell you a plot point here now um radio telepathy radio telepathy okay that's what this guy has discovered yeah. and he was talking to the chimp he was moving the pieces and the chimp would move the pieces Weird. me say it with me radio i don't telepathy. get it radio telepathy
0: it's a radio telepathy he goes on the radio and he tells a chimp to move a
1: chess piece over Over radio waves, his mind was Uh connected to the chimp's mind. And so he said, move this block, chimp, and the chimp did it. And after the 10th
0: time, the chimp says, (laughs) long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, why do I need to move these blocks? I'll take your answer offline. When they talk through radio.
1: Right, understood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay so listen radio empathy has grave consequences in the future you can tell people what to do and that's exactly what happens mind control
0: and this cyborg from the future knows that and he's gone back to present day 1966 to stop the future right the future industries that is yes so he's literally stopping the future and stopping future industries. Right. Dude, your doorknob doesn't work.
1: Yeah, right. Wow, You're
0: that's door cool. Door. That's how I break it to houses. I realign the doorknob, yank that sucker out, and just push my way in. Oh, that chip never cleans up. I have to always have to pick up after the chimp. So at least be a considerate co-worker.
6: Stop throwing your... There's the old cigarette
0: machine. You could buy a pack of smokes. <laughs> that, that guy has a hunch. He should go to a chiropractor.
1: Clatu, absolutely. Now this is Karen Steele. She was the star. She's the Star Trek connection. She's born in Honolulu. She was a cover girl in a mod, nice. but uh, you know, she's become an actress now. And of course, she was in Mud's Women, like I told you. She there was some Oscar-winning film called Marty, Marty, and she was in it. Marty, yeah,
0: is that the one where uh, Ernest Borgnine is a dum dum and then he becomes a genius and then he starts getting dum dum again?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: no, no, Marty, no, there's no. That's Flowers. Do you remember Flowers for Algernon? Algorna- See, they change the name because dumbasses <laughs> like me can't pronounce it. But it, they feed like a, a test mouse like brain food, brain pills, and he's all like, I'm smart. Right. But then he starts going dumb again, and it's like his journal. He's like, uh, "I am writing a journal. I am a genius mouse." Or well, they fed it to a human, I think. I don't know. Anything but this movie, girl. Just no kidding. I'm okay. interested.
1: Okay, you're right. Oh, look, production value. The lights went on.
0: Oh yeah, the flickering lights. That's More than right. one.
1: That's safe, and not cost a lot of money. And Clatu was the one that made. I don't even He's a man of action.
0: This is not a set. They went to a location. Some set designer didn't say, let's throw a safe in the background.
1: Right. They went to a college.
0: Yeah. Okay, you could do it, but don't touch the fucking dude. That cyborg's touching our reel. <laughs> you that, there's cause Carl's a real, demo.
1: You could cause a real issue.
0: <laughs> real talk. Okay, get real. so he
1: wants to know where is Professor Sigmund Marx, inventor of radio telepathy? And you better answer me, girl. And she's like, "I whatever do you mean? And she's not, you know. <laughs> and he's like, I'm from the future. Yeah. And she goes, of course you are. So Clatu realizes he can't just order this dame around, he's got a MIND CONTROLLER with radio telepathy.
0: Oh wow, so if a cyborg gets his hand on that... I don't know, I think he gives Cyborg from Justice like a bad name, do you, what you think?
1: Yes, I agree. He's always wearing that glove, by the way.
0: Is that because of the hit? That's the special effect cyborg piece?
1: No, his other hand is human. He's always wearing that glove because he's hiding under there, like Terminator-looking fingers. Yeah, that's what I figure. And it's cheaper to have it in a glove. What's he doing? Is he using his cyber fingers? Well, no. Right now, he's like talking her up, and look, he put the whammy jammy on her. I am in your control. Now, he plugs into the radio telepathy uh, chair and Wait doesn't put it on her he's ears,
0: hypnotizer. right? Right. He, he hypnotizes her to sit in the hypno chair. I mean,
1: yeah. He's already hypnotized. What more? Is- now, that doesn't go with the plot that he had the power to hypnotize her, but that's what he did.
0: Yeah, they just happened out of nowhere.
1: So now we're finding out that Professor Sigmund Marx uh, created this radio telepathy, which in the future really causes a lot of problems. So this guy is like a rebel cyborg or something. The resistance put him together. And so he's come back to stop Professor Marx by taking him to the future and explaining what he did wrong. You with me?
0: I guess. (laughs) Yes. Is there a test?
1: So, Professor Sigmund created this thing that fucks up the world, so they send a robot back to talk him out of it, essentially. Oh, all right. And they're going to bring him to the future. This is the second mistake this movie made, in my opinion. His mission should have been to kill Professor Sigmund Marx. And then, through his experiences with Sherry here, he learns humanity. And he... Decides not to kill him, but to talk him into it. You see, they blew it.
0: I, I, the, <clears throat> what yeah. Problem? Okay. Great. This is more complicated than Terminator: Genesis.
1: <laughs> that was a sordid mess.
0: Well, I haven't seen the last one, but after Genesis, I thought like, okay. Well, you know what they do is they'll like. They keep going back in time and changing plots, and they're like saying, "Well, now that I went this direction, right. uh, the third movie doesn't exist anymore." And you're like, "Come
1: on, man! Come I spent on. two hours watching the third movie." That's right. By the way, yeah. I enjoyed Terminator Three, and a lot of people didn't. And I have to tell you about this latest Terminator. It really feels yeah. like they were like, "Hey, you know what? Let's, you know, why not? Let's just do another one. Well, I'll get some money, you know." People have fun at the theater. It really wasn't a very – it's a movie we've seen yeah, I really wanted oh, to see that. Here's Chubby now. He's oh, here he is, Chubby. to the cop. Wait a wait. And then for breakfast, I well, had baked beans and Frank. <laughs> I mean the reporter. He's bragging to the reporter. Oh, yeah. What a scoop.
0: He's not taking any notes, the reporter. Oh no, yeah, he's putting away his notebook.
1: Well he probably's because recording it on his smartphone. He? yeah.
0: Hey director, are you recording? Are you shooting film right now?
1: Not recording. It looks a little dark, right? dark right? Yeah.
0: Late today, oh well, the sun must have been setting.
1: Mark, you, Mike, you're a hot air. Right. You're so intuitive. You I think you're right about that. What I think
0: it is is that the, the movie set next door had a hot air balloon and it was blocking the was sun, making
1: a shadow. <laughs> and the director was
0: yeah. Like, Damn you! I'm around the world in eighty days. <laughs> your your favorite hot air balloon movie is The Prisoner of Zenda. Yes. Where the guy right. shoots. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Which is coming? No, at this point. Oh no! It, it's playing. No, it has came. Yeah, <laughs> Michael. It has come. It yeah, is it, it by this point. Listen, the reporter, oh, right? It. He got a crazy story from yeah. the old man about some ray guns, and right? And he's took a picture of the cop car, and you know, somebody stole the Jeep, and there was an incident of a burglary like, shit's going down in a quiet, quiet town so i think there should be a big story in the news that fucks everybody up but they don't do that
0: look a lot of wasted potential you're saying yes Wow, mike open automatic
1: bad terminators show up
0: you know what they're pretty chubby but they were able to get through that uh that square i would not it would be really awkward at this point (laughs) I would have to sit down and
1: scoot my ass down this chair this, this step. Now you see the belt they're wearing, right? Yeah. okay. the reason you wear that belt is when you have equipment that is super heavy but it's still convenient to have it on a holster. that shit will just slide off your ass, you know so you have that's what that's for. But the thing is they're terminators who are supposed to like have super strength and everything. They wouldn't need that. Drives me crazy! Oh,
0: I can't believe I left my keys here in the lab again.
1: Mike, you are looking at the second Star Trek connection, and they're in the same scene.
0: Huh? This is I—I I need. huh? Interest. Oh. This—the TV show or the movies? Uh, TV show. The Flash is. Didn't the Flash like Barry Allen get? Chemicals spilled on him during a a lightning, and it makes him super
1: fast. I don't know about the Flash's backstory.
0: Well, what happened was he was a uh, police chemist, right? And he had like a uh, lab like this, and lightning went through the window, electrocuted him. And when he got up, he said, "I got to get the fuck out of here," and he started to run. And then he realized of all
1: things, he had. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. This is a major plot point. Your ants. Right. It's so bad. And here's his Terminator fingers.
0: (laughs) Dear God. I wear that for my carpal tunnel.
1: (laughs) And Star Trek straw is convinced. His name's Carl, by the way. Okay. Isn't that exciting?
0: Whoa. I haven't seen that since Star Trek four months ago. (laughs) That's
1: right. Star Trek laughs at these special effects. Get this, Mike, the guy who did our special effects, his name is Roger George, he did Repo Man, he did Terminator uh, 1984, he did The Howling, but check this out, he did Hamburger the Motion Picture.
0: Oh, oh, I like that movie. What kind of special effects he did? I want all the chubbies to walk in the food court and knock their food off. (laughs) And go.
1: There was no action in that movie. Yeah. But he did the special effects. There must have been something like a pie in the face. We saw that movie. I don't even remember. I remember it was Mr. Handsome got kicked out of all the schools, so they finally sent him to hamburger school at McDonald's land, right?
0: Right. Well, that was the premise. It's like... He he had to be a good like Yeah, right. But it's like a sleepaway camp. It's right, like, he's uh, at college. It has a dorm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Sharon came over and she was like, I've been brainwashed and I totally believe this weirdo story. And so Carl, Dr. Zeller, was like, This is fucking bullshit. And then Terminator said, Yeah, look at these Terminator arms. See my chest here, huh? Is this bullshit? So what they're doing is he's totally on board now and he's removing from him an implant so that these they're called trace. Oh, I got to play this. Hold on. They have a wife husband fight. Andrew, look at the way you park this
4: fool car. You're blocking the whole place. Men too. Don't want nobody to get in ahead of me. Andrew, stop blowing that fool horn. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I want. Service. <laughs> So...
0: Guys know what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) I want service. Henry, get my head out of your fool lap. I want service. Okay, here's the whole thing the director did. We're going to see the super strength of the tracers. See, they keep looking at their watches because it's the homing beam where the... uh, where Clatu is. Now, they're going to move a car with their bare hands. Ready?
0: Whoa, because they're evil terminators. Right. See? This is the worst service. Way, one car. star.
4: <laughs> this
0: the, the the full service at the gas station at Jerry's is, is less to be desired. They moved our car one star.
1: Look at this hot rod.
0: Jesus, creepers.
1: How many stars you give that? Holy shit.
0: I give that a five out of two. That's fucking, like, I've never seen. That's a movie prop car. No, Nobody built a car like
1: that. I give it a five out of
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's contrast? run into this set. Yeah. Wow, this is like the Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, remember, like, in season two? They'll be like, we're the Loud family.
1: Yeah. Listen to. It. Check out the. It is 1966. Swinging. The guy in the chair was in Rollerball. He's one of the teammates. Oh really? Yeah, John Beck.
0: I can see that. He has like a Rollerball actually look.
1: Oh, he, he was He's
0: in got Square Jaw.
1: Sleeper. Oh right the Woody Allen movie now the doctor is like my my those asshole teenagers just showed up my daughter's friends now sharon has to pretend that she's so much older than them and they have to pretend they're young
0: that's the b story no we're just going to
1: see now for no reason You see the one in the red dress? She was a Mickey Mouse-keteer. That's her backstory.
0: Nice. So she's got the dance moves down. Yeah. Do you think this movie is so so old, the parents, the old people are talking to young people like, okay, boomer. (laughs) Because the boomers were young back then. Mm -hmm. Wow, she's gone. Four nine.
1: Poodle hair. (laughs) It's me, duck. Yeah, she, she, her mother had been a dancer in vaudeville, right? And so she would hear from her the right. agent every now and again, and so they called and suggested her brother try out for the musketeers because he played drums, okay? But he didn't get the part. They already had a drummer. But they this, she was eight years old. She could play the trumpet and tap dance. So they said, okay.
0: Bring her on. What kind of time killer is that? I think they have a bunch of those on uh, Disney Plus. If you're like Disney Plus, you could go down the self promotion Disney mm-hmm. archives and watch their TV shows and The Wonderful World and their uh-huh. the endless specials where they're like, "We just opened up a new parking lot in Disney World." The Wonderful World of Disney presents parking <laughs> lot dreams. <laughs> when you when, wish, when you made me space. Upon parking lot, see, see the trace. You know uh, when you made, when you made me research, made me research, watch. When you made me watch, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes, I went to YouTube and I found a, a Disney special where Ernest goes to Splash Mountain and it's oh. the premiere of Splash Mountain and Ernest was the first one to go down the Brer uh, path. Barely ever. And they had people like yeah. Yeah, well, well, I mean, probably not, but, you know, on this TV show, this uh, Sunday night ABC programming, Wonderful World of Disney, not a half-hour advertisement at all. It was a <laughs> half-hour advertisement for Splash Mountain. And they were like, oh, we bring the delightful characters of Song in the South to life. You know, like, you get to yeah. go down the bear path. And it's just like, holy shit, Ernest, stand up for what's right. Don't do it. I guess it made sense that Ernest was like excited. There was a song in the South rhyme.
1: Well, I guess yeah, and he always pretended that he was enthusiastic about kids or something, and he made money, I bet. Yeah. More dancing. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he I know this a for look. a Terminator
0: movie. <laughs> oh, wait, for a Terminator. Oh yeah, I was. How are you feeling, Cyborg? Oh, I feel good, but you know, I wanted to hang out and watch the dance number.
1: <laughs> They're really grooving. Uh-huh.
0: When was the... The day the Earth stood still was in the 60s or 50s? Um, like,
1: yeah.
0: when was Clatu,
1: uh Yeah,
0: let me just look it up. Do you remember the rock band called Two?
1: No, that's cool.
0: Well, the story was that it was the Beatles under a pseudonym. Really? This is like during the 70s or whatever. And these guys got like a huge boost because uh, people were like, oh shit, that's the Beatles? I'll buy it. Oh, cool. For them. Uh, 1951. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is 1966. So 15 years later, he's like, whatever. Does <laughs> my yeah. cyborg have a
1: popped collar? I got another... Can I pop my collar at least? I'll pop my collar for a gig. Alright, so yeah. they took the tracer out, but it's not enough. They have to destroy it, and the only way to destroy it is was 1.21 gigawatts! So, the only place that has that kind of power is the power station, so they're off.
0: They're going to the craft work? The... what was the...
1: Uh, yeah, craft work. Mm-hmm. Isn't that German for power station? I don't know, but verk is work. I don't know. I think that's a great for... Google. Well,
0: because the story is that the band Power Station, yeah, uh, they, the super group picked the name because it was the English for craft work.
1: Gotcha.
0: And they don't want to dance anymore? What are we going to do for the next six hours?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All I can do is you tap dance to see a and movie? play the trumpet. Yeah, right. It's singing about Donald Duck. What we're getting right now movie? is the director's sorry, like, movie. The, What's that?
0: <clears throat> the, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was gonna, do you want to see
1: a movie? We're, we're in a movie. So the director is getting like some uh, – it's showing that Sharon has emotion and love feelings because the daughter's like, "Why don't you and my father just do it already?" And don't joke, you mouseketeers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mouseketeers are kinky.
1: Today, well, that she was the parent a trap. For work, she's. Uh... Oh really? Yeah, Does she... she do like? Uh... And she's not exactly mouseketeer looking anymore. Gotcha. You wouldn't be allowed in the clubhouse. Now, for some reason, the tracers are coming here where their tracer was. It's not there anymore, you see?
0: Oh my God, they went into Jack Tripper's house.
1: (laughs) Right, with the the arching door. Listen, here's what I wanna say. You see some guys running down the street. They didn't know that they were there to harm them. Look what happened, special effect.
0: Yeah, this is pretty cool. can't believe the homeowner allowed them to shoot this movie in their house. Right. It would have been better served to have a cheap set?
1: <laughs> Look at Rollerball guy.
0: He doesn't even know there's a movie going on.
1: <laughs> He'll do a good job in Rollerball and in Sleeper. Oh, he Was got shot like, so, away.
0: Oh, Jesus. Never punch an evil Terminator. What's wrong with you? Take us to your zipper.
1: <laughs> Take us to your sweater.
0: <laughs> Bathroom's this way.
1: There's two good reasons Sharon got this fil- film, and they're right under her nose.
0: You know, we want to. Can we watch one movie from the 60s where we don't comment on the girl's sweater? All right. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, the answer is no. The answer is no. Well, because we, we watched an Elvis movie, and it was like, he said, <laughs> they were talking.
1: <laughs> they were nurse diesel.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: So, just to be a pig disgusting man, I want to say that the uh, Jill, it, with the white shirt on back there, has almost no cleavage to speak yeah. of.
0: Well, that's why she's countering in the back. Director's uh, request.
1: Back into the hot rod. Listen, it makes explosion noises. Listen. Whenever Uh, you turn on the hot rod, it makes pops. They're at the power station. And he said, Sharon, you wait here because you're a helpless female. And she said, if you think it's best, Carl.
0: What was this? There was some like, it's hot. The heat is on. What was the power station song? From the power group, mm-hmm. power station?
1: That was a solo guy. Some feel the oh, heat.
0: Oh, it was like. Oh, right. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of. Uh...
1: Robert Palmer? Is that his name?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, Robert Palmer. God, that's where But
1: there was a super group. Anyway, I'll, I'll let it go. Okay, now, to foil the tracer, he's setting up a trap. He knows everything about their technology because it was fed into his brain.
0: So this <laughs> is like Terminator Two, when the Terminator is good. He was evil in the first ten minutes of this movie, and then right. he turned around, and now he's good.
1: By mind controlling a girl. Duh! <laughs> I'll go through this wolf beat a point. Look, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. Someone's been eating my porridge.
0: By the way, in their Terminator world, they are known as the comedy duo. They're <laughs> like the Martin and Roland of their, their It's <laughs> Evil Terminator Martin and Roland's laughing Yay. live from the, from the post-apocalyptic desolated Bur-
1: downtown Burbank. <laughs> population none i don't believe this movie influenced terminator at all
0: so that's the notoriety of this film is that the plot lines are so similar like when we watch terminator we there was a credits thing based on an idea by or inspired by an idea by harlan ellison because right harlan it's ellison not this a guy science fiction writer yeah no but there's no like the producer, I think it said the producers would like to acknowledge Harlan Ellison. I think that was how they legally solved it. Yeah. But there was no, like, Ann Cyborg 2087 from 1966. So right. Wendell frame.
1: It yeah, was I from an too. episode of The Outer Limits television show.
0: Right. That's right, that Harlan,
1: back when Harlan
0: would write all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh...
1: Adapted from his 1957 short story, Soldier from Tomorrow. Soldier is an episode of the original Outer Limits television show. Ellison brought suit, blah, blah, blah. Now listen, James Cameron doesn't like this at all. He absolutely denies it. He had nothing to do with the lawsuit. The He wasn't even looped in. So. I, yeah, I would believe him. He said it was a really bum deal and I had nothing to do with it and I disagree with it. But that's what happened. This Harlan was a real jerk, you know. He would be physically violent to people in in like a corporate setting. He seriously was a problem person. That
0: I did not know. I mean, I knew that he he was a prolific writer and most of the time it was introductions and prefaces where he brings up stories and he's one of those like larger than life uh, lawsuit guys. Mm-hmm. He sued the comic journal um, among other things, and I didn't realize he was physically abusive. It's a shame because I, I
1: read a it's bunch like, of his stuff, and like, you know, physically abusive puts all this label on it. It's like he was like one of those people who would punch a guy, you know?
0: Like but you, I mean, you, like you, your boss should not. be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, so if you're if you're at a bar, chances are you're going to get decked by Harlan.
1: Ellison, Ellison. yeah, I'm Beethoven, bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that Star Trek episode and that Outer Limits.
1: Look, they're climbing up ladders. That's that's only a Terminator could do that. Right. No relation. So we are evil Terminators. Sharon knew of the, the tracers that were coming after Clatu. Uh, but Clatu didn't know. So that's why she drove over in the hot rod. Watch there's a it's big a lobby. Now the funny a thing roof. is yeah. it wasn't the kid's car. It was it was the guy from Rollerball's car, John Beck. So why did he let him? Sharon was like, Can you drive John's car? It didn't make any sense.
0: Well, all I know is that the roof roof is full of Terminators.
1: (laughs) We don't give a damn. Let the mother terminate.
0: Terminate. Man, how much fucking roof? Woof. They are like on the bungalow of the Paramount movie set. Like let's just
1: shoot on the top of the roof. Yeah. You know location, my dog location, location. my dog used to look up there like and he would go roof roof He's uh <laughs> My dog really looks up to roofs. Didn't
0: uh Didn't uh, your dog like trees as well? <laughs> yeah I
1: one time I was I, he was <laughs> one time I was really torturing him and then he i said what's why do you look at me so mean what would you like me to do and he goes wait no i messed that up what were you saying about trees okay i
0: was, I was trying to get to say bark
1: yeah i was looking for you to set me up again okay so let me tell you Oh, what's here's, going on here's
0: wendell right. crane here's wendell crane
1: is this
7: the sheriff yeah right now
1: Now, this happens the whole time. Everyone he encounters, he's like, are you crazy? He never puts two and two together that everybody's saying the same thing.
0: Right, yeah. They're telling him, well, you know, we were talking about Wendell Crane, and that we saw him in the 1957 movie, so that was like 11 years ago for this guy, and that his IMDb page has it under trivia that his career got diminished because of alcoholism. Like That's like some kind of trivia. But he looks pretty bent in this movie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's sweating. He, he was a politician, too. He was a politician. Um, so, um, what I want to tell you is there's this one scene where he's doing that, like, everybody's crazy. And he thinks that these guys are up on the roof and they're just gonna wait and smoke them out you know they can't get down from the roof unless they want broken legs but he doesn't know that they're terminators and they can absolutely just jump off the roof so then he goes what dang fool said that they were downtown and the cop goes judge smith sir and he goes what well let's go investigate it's it's really funny like he respects the judge or it's politics or something
0: Wow, I snapped that chain. Yep. Rip! Uh, I'm going to open that door. He was mad at the no door. No wood plank's going to stop me.
1: Product placement.
0: Uh, now the door's ajar. The now door's the door's up- ajar. All right, let's tag this wall. Cyborg 20. Is Cyborg 2087 is tagged? Like, does he tag walls with that? It doesn't do much graffiti.
1: If he did you couldn't read it. All right. That's the weirdest thing about graffiti. You look at it and you can't read it. I mean that's the yeah, point. I
0: know. What's
1: it, it the point of graffiti is to be read and you can't read it. It's the stupidest thing.
0: That's part of the environment. I mean sometimes, you know, it's uh I like it because you always see the same motif pop up. Mhm. You know, so like I like the stickers that have nonsense words on it, and they just post it everywhere. My favorite is
1: Beesbop One Eighty Seven.
0: Oh, I, I'm a Turk One Eighty Two fan Turk myself. Turk One Eighty Two. Remember Timothy Dalton's brother was a firefighter, and when he died, he used his name, Turk One Eighty Two, and he and he tagged uh, New York City, and uh, there at like Yankee Stadium and in the uh, booth is celebrity actor paul servino to, to uh, uh in the first pitch and they're like what turk 182 tagged the the stadium the all i let's talk about other movies now he's putting two and two
1: together wendell yeah he's putting two and together why how is it that you guys were at the power station tonight
5: <laughs>
1: mighty peculiar, mighty peculiar. This guy
0: Wendell Pierce has like the it's not Wendell Pierce, Wendell Carey. Wendell Pierce is a different actor.
1: Wendell, uh, yeah, it's it's Wendell, Wendell Corey. Was Wendell, was Corey. A- Wendell Corey, he's Sherry. Right, Wendell Corey, here he goes. I don't know. Is that? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Now here's more reporter needling for what's going on, and he never drops his bomb story. You know. Yeah. I really think the movie messed just up. it with... out.
0: You think this would have been a better movie if they just did another
1: run through of the script, another, like another draft? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that they missed a lot of points that wouldn't wreck the plot. Um, I think definitely he should have gone back in time to kill that guy and then learned humanity while he was here. Because at the end of the movie, he like learns humanity and falls in love with her. But she gotcha. dies. Shut up! <laughs> really. Sure. Oh, it's brutal. It's what brutal. about the dog? The trace Oh
0: uh Carl. I gotta check does the dog Die Yeah. Die I'm not watching the movie, I'm on a different browser page. Kidding, watching the movie. Ah. They're in a car, Are they left.
1: You're not doing a Lego set.
0: Yeah, well, maybe I am. My hands are free. What erector set. Erector set. Oh yeah, Paul had an Erector set. Oh my God, does yeah. the jalopy die? Yeah. Quick before Archie finds out I sold his car. Doing, uh ooga. put
1: Oh, we didn't hear the pops because it was already on.
0: The steering wheel is not even at an angle. It's, like, flat out.
1: Now, Karen, uh, uh, yeah, Karen has come back, and she is going to, like, destroy the files or take them. She thinks it's the only thing you do. Carl checking in.
0: Oh, is she's like is this a killer ro- uh, future kind robot?
1: No, it's Carl. Oh, uh,
0: Carl, help! <laughs> <Oops>, sorry, Carl. <laughs> that's all
1: right. It's the um, honest truth. that's my name. Wendell Corey was in the Wild, you Wild are... West TV series.
0: Oh my God! So that's the sixties for certain. So he was out there. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was in a lot of weird. He was
1: in the Astro Zombies. Yeah, Astro Zombies. He, right, as Holman. Yeah. 68. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, yeah, that's what, I kind of like this guy. I mean, he's done Astro Zombies and Elvis movies. I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know.
1: He was he, in He's on stage. Prehistoric Planet.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, literally Venus, by the Look way. Look what she's just doing. Because women are from Venus.
1: And men are from Monmouth County. You see what she's doing? She wants to contact Clatu, <laughs> so she gets the brilliant idea. Well, I'll just put on his telepathy thing. And what she's doing is reading his mind. Local police will He's like, Try, you know, the tracers are after me. The cops are after me. I have to finish my mission. So they're like brainiac talking, right? uh... But it doesn't make sense. She should radio telepathy some bullshit to him. But she isn't. She's just listening. Right. He knows, too. Now, she's going to take bold action now. She gets out a briefcase and she gets out the paper files of radio telepathy. oh right oh look so oh the safe comes in, in handy right when it's an inside job they know the combination
0: but this is a file cabinet and this the the virus protection or whatever the security is just literally like a, a combination lock
1: right well it's 66 it makes sense it's
0: yeah Oh, where did I leave that bottle? When you leave work, you got to check to make sure you didn't leave like your, your yep. pot pipe or like some weed or like, you know, your bottle, your fifth, your eighth. <laughs> okay, I got to turn off the machine. That's to stop the whirling. Isn't that your demo tape in the machine?
1: Yup, that's De- third, the third generation. Demo. Yeah. yeah. Reel to reel. Yeah.
0: Now look they who comes
1: demo. Professor Sigmund Marx. Is that Sigmund Freud and Karl Marx put together? Probably, right? Now look Probably, what he's going yeah. for. The radio telepathy file.
0: Same file.
1: Sharon, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here, Sharon? Sharon. Oh, I was just hanging out and waiting for files. Well, tomorrow's a big demonstration to the military people, so he's nervous. He went to a speech in Los Angeles, but he's back. Radio telepathy files aren't here. The radio telepathy files are missing. What the fuck, Sharon? (laughs) They're not in these... Who would have known the combination?
0: Right. Yeah, so leaving on top of the, uh, tw- your notes,
4: your diagram. She admits everything pertaining to the project. It's <sighs> all in here. I don't understand.
1: Why did you take them out of the cabinet? The I have to take them to someone. I take them to He's the Terminator. He's here on an urgent mission. Take them
0: to someone. <laughs> Our project. He's a party robot. Yeah. From the future. All party robots are from the future. He's waiting, you don't want to hang out with a steampunk party robot? I can explain it now. Please, you've got to come with me. That jacket is so old, it was member only. She's <laughs> the only one that had the jacket. Got in her pocket. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Whoa, she just happens to have a, casually have a gun too. Yes. We should note that, that prop is the same gun that the uh, other guy casually
1: pulled right. out of his pocket. Now look, she won't use the gun. I mean, she... yeah, you know women, you just walk, yeah.
0: You were about to be. I was going to say.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was about to be sexist. Like, listen, if a woman puts a gun at you, take it from this 1966 movie. Just walk right in front of her with your hand out. Come on. Come on. Give me the gun. (laughs) Come on. You pull the gun out on me, you're not going to use it. I'll just assume. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: He would go on to be in Twilight Zone the movie. Really? Yeah on the plane he was one of the guys on oh the- yeah.
0: oh very cool yeah so he wasn't in the cursed one he wasn't in the, the land
1: one he wasn't in the cartoon one
0: cartoon one was good yep. i like the cartoon one
1: he was in bionic woman he was in the waltons he was in the streets of san francisco Gunsmoke, smoke hawaii 50 paper chase this guy got around man heart to heart
0: Wow. That, did he do it?
1: Heart to heart, you win.
0: You know, heart to heart, they were just looking for like a threesome partner. Mm-hmm.
1: And he showed and up. Like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, he showed up. But
1: heart he was only on one episode, so I wouldn't exactly say he was a strong finisher.
0: Right, that was his only episode.
1: Uh, listen, oh, actually, I'm telling you. Like cameo. I'm acting like he's all TV. He was in the Magnificent Yankee in the 1950s, and he was in Ten Commandments. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was number eight. Oh, wait, you love this film? He was the he was in the President's Analyst. Yeah, I love that film. 1967.
0: Yeah, so that was like one year after this movie. Yeah,
1: so I went to Netflix and I was like, the President's Analyst, please, Mike Spiegelman recommends it, and Netflix was like, what are you talking about? Oh, right, yeah, come on. So I had to go, to, I, I'll have to go to my illegal site, because it has everything, Mike.
0: Yeah, well, and then you'll find it. Ugh.
1: Including viruses.
0: All right, I'm going on the Mini radio computer. Can I stream it? Do you know that site? No. Nope. It's uh canistream.it, like Italy. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah, see, urbanpixels.com took
1: it. Oh, wait. Movie streaming. Okay, so Sharon. Yeah, let's hang out here. Sharon has taken Professor uh, Marks to the, the the ghost town because she knows that's where Two will be, um, you know, by his capsule or some crap. So, uh, but Mark shows up and there's nobody there. It isn't until Carl shows up and backs up Sharon's story that Professor Marx will even get a little bit, you know, starting to believe all this bullshit. Production value. You think that's
0: the Sheriff's Mobile?
1: Yep, that's the Sheriff's and here's the smart car. That's like Inspector Clouseau's car, like some French car.
0: Right. Yeah, that guy's barely fit in there.
1: Look at those cool ass old cars, man.
0: You know who'd be good in that car? John Wick, who would do
1: donuts.
0: (laughs) Go to like an airplane hangar and just like (laughs) see you next week. Yeah, right. So is this? They at Wild West City. The city made for fun, down at Wild West city. city.
1: City that's running wild. City running wild. With Uncle Floyd. I went
0: to. I I went there like a Montclair when uh, the middle school in New Jersey. Cool. We went to the Wild West Recreation Center, Wild West City.
3: Uh huh.
0: And there will be guys like. Back in the 1865, cyborg robots roamed the land, or whatever the fuck they said.
1: Alpine, New Jersey. Get to the out. Alpine, New Jersey. Oh, God. no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, I think it was. It is uh, It is with an A, though. It's in Sussex County. Andover, Andover, oh, New so... Jersey.
0: You know what I remember? I think there's like an emu farm, or like there's some kind of like, you know, yeah. other attraction Austin. nearby. So when you go to Wild West City, you see a sign that's like, Emo
1: Farm, two miles. That's right. And very close to there is Space Farms, which is the wildest zoo you'll ever see.
0: I've been to Space. I haven't been. To... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It's Space Farms.
1: Well, they have ostriches and emus.
0: Yeah, right. And they're like some weird attraction next to Wild West City. Like, right. Well, since you're in the neighborhood, why don't you make it a twofer?
1: Look. Now look, he's got a gun. Look what they did to Sharon, That's... man.
0: Whoa, that hurts. Yeah, it she hurts seems pretty casual wrists. about it. Not,
1: not in the close-up shots. Oh, look, Raygun. In the ray close-up gun. shots, she's standing on a stool, and you can kind of tell.
0: If you shoot a laser beam, when does the laser beam stop?
1: I don't know because light never stops right it's got to hit some object yeah. actually that's totally wrong light absolutely stops right
0: yeah wow look at this
1: she's really swinging from the, her wrist so that must hurt her for in real life you know yeah. but when you see yeah. her close up so i wonder if i'm behind you uh without hitting pause michael like you do every show I'm at 107.42, okay. 44,
0: 45. I'm at 107.44. I'm like, I've been two seconds behind okay, you. Okay, that's no that. big
1: deal. So now he's yeah. like, you're Professor Marks. You know, you're John Connor. So he's like, come with me. I'm taking you to the future to show you the harm. But robot. Sharon is screaming. She's in pain. Evil robot, evil Terminator. Oh, wait, he just shot him? Yes, and he explains himself that the other, the Tracer, would absolutely kill him. He's trying to be brave and uh, oh, he... save Sharon, right? But Clatu has no feelings yeah. like that. He's not going to shave Sharon. Look, that hurts her, man. Swear to God, I don't yeah. like it.
0: Look at this. It seems really, really wildly inappropriate. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, they're like, you know. Because it's not film.
1: So now it's like, Maybe aren't it's you gonna Sharon? In... He's like, I got no feelings, bub. Yeah. Look at it her takes, swing. My
0: feelings have been replaced by robotics. Right. But here, you're a cyborg.
1: He you half human. His moment. Watch. All I'm
0: watching is like gray hair.
1: What will the Tracer do when he finds out you've escaped? He'll kill Sharon. Right. Oh, he can't let that happen. Right. Now here's what I think the movie should have done. Instead of the, I don't give a fuck. And then all of a sudden I give a fuck. I think he should have been in front of the professor and been like, you're coming with me, heard the thing and wanted to save Sharon. But his programming was like, hey, you're a robot, dummy. You know, he could have had an internal conflict. I must complete right. my mission. Oh, but the humanity. This film fucked up.
0: I, I think they're in over their head by this point. I mean, I, don't, I think they just wrote themselves into a corner.
1: Yeah. Got to play it out. Now watch this. He goes and he's gonna crawl through the window. Look how dangerous this is. But look, he really just stops. See, he stops. And it's just implied that he like jumped down. We don't get to see it. Do you hear like a... Now look, she's on a stool. Whoa, yeah.
0: Yeah, like she's just casually standing, even though right. her arms are tied like that.
1: And they're like, look concerned, okay? Okay, roll them. Um, oh, my goodness. Now we will have the worst choreographed fight ever. On a hate on a barn. Right. Now, that thing just begs that they'll fall over. Right.
0: Will they? Will it happen? No. But you said it, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be satisfied. Well, he fell off there. That must have hurt. You really want the guy to fall over?
1: No, it's if you're directing well, an action film, you smash the woods and he tum- the railing and he tumbles over. You know, let's let's see some action yeah. here.
0: Well, if you had the camera from a distance like that while they fight on on top of a roof uh, of a barn. You you expect it's because they're gonna fall. Right. But like this camera angle or like Look! you know, otherwise it would it would be up there. You see? Yeah.
1: But he waited forever to do it. Sharon's on a chair, man. She's
0: just She's just like looking like, oh
1: Well, she is tied up, but it you're right, it, really. Mike, that'll happen later. Two of them will gawk at a fight. You'll see. They won't do shit.
0: Do you think we could, you could see her shadow when they cut to her? So I wonder if you could see the stool. Wow, he's kicking. that's a pretty nasty fight.
1: Yeah. When I said the worst choreographic f- choreographed fight, I, I guess I really was just talking about the beginning. That that was pretty good.
0: No, but this the fight. The choreography is kind of nasty in this. I mean, yeah. he's like just hitting him with a with a flywood plank. Look! Oh, I, watch my stool, boys. Oh yeah! What a weird sight! I'm getting aroused.
1: <laughs> Sharon would be like,
0: "Oh my oh, God!" Going down.
1: My boobs.
0: Oh, the blood goes back to your arms. I'm gonna stretch of my arms. Uh, strong arms, right? That's fine.
1: Kick, you see how good that
0: was? <laughs> Kick, yeah. Oh, they're they're equally matched. Right. Good cyborg and bad, yeah. bad cyborg. Cyborg against cyborg. Oh, look, it's the people under the stairs.
1: Ouch. Now he runs away.
0: <laughs> now yeah.
1: Now in pursuit.
0: Come back and finish this fight. Yeah,
1: you know, see that those glass that glass begs to be broken. Now watch. Here's what you were talking about. They will just watch.
0: Oh yeah. There. Just... I can't believe they're still fighting like this.
1: I mean, why uh...
0: you
1: help by going over there and like grabbing the guy's feet? You know, I mean
0: yeah right so give it a maybe they want to ride home and they don't know who's gonna win
1: <laughs> the fights go on forever yeah this is it we know who's gonna win now Clatu is like <laughs>
2: die
1: or uh turn off i'm cyborg <laughs>
0: right cyborg off <laughs> Cy- did you hear about the jewish android cyberg
1: cyberg <laughs> <Yes>.
0: golden
1: cyberg <laughs> call me cy yeah right that's perfect yeah. call me cy. two star trek connections trapped in a crappy ass movie now you see how we fishtailed around the corner of the cop car that's really good, yeah. but we should see it. We shouldn't see it but through the...
0: I don't even think the director realized what he got. Yeah. There he is. I worked with Elvis.
1: You remind me of a young man I used to play with.
0: You sure believe that is a
1: real... <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> Die for his lie, for his lie. He's now seeing, for the first time, the truth. It's a cyborg.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, the professor's been standing there like a pussy the whole time. I know. And he's going... Well, in... he
0: made him, right? He,
1: yeah. He Now we're so having he think the love. you create...
0: Oh... I want to have cyborg babies. Yeah. All right. Jesus, this movie is so long, and by the end of it, they renamed it Cyborg
4: 2092.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did that joke before, a variation. Oh, and last week I had a good joke on the title. I said Cyber 2087 is about my uh, 100th uh, high school, me showing up to my uh, 100th uh, high school anniversary.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So far in the future. I got
0: to reuse that one.
1: (laughs) Hey, Spiegelman, you're looking good. Fresh packs? Right out of the factory.
0: So Spiegelman, did you ever become a cartoonist like you wanted to be in high school? Jesus Christ, man. Why are you bringing this up a hundred years later? No. I'm a cyborg. You
1: used to make all those great comics, man. I started photocopying. Yeah,
0: whatever happened.
1: Did I send Oh,
0: well, thanks, man. Oh,
1: Oh, you have them? No. You
0: know what? I I feel kind of bad. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: But I did photocopy. Oh, he's going.
0: Oh, I appreciate that you bet i was a little cool to people and i i you know that's old mike i'd rather just bottle it up and put it in a little spaceship and disappear oh he's gonna go in there and they're gonna have no special effects other than they cut to an empty field
1: right and you'll see that the time has passed because the daylight has changed and the wind is blowing you'll see well i can't you, even
0: they see, can't you, even
1: Wow. Now yeah, she knows. That, the afternoon. She knows at 9 p.m. everything will, like, she'll forget everything. She'll go back to normal. Look at her. She's skipping through. Ha la la la. Yeah. Listen,
0: man. You, the shoes these ladies wear are like crazy. They can't, yeah. The fact, that Dancer or run down the hill in them. Oh, yeah. They're like, He's what right time there, no. is it?
1: And they go, nine o'clock. Boing. Boing. They're gone. Boing. It never by happened. Noon.
0: It's high noon, it's by noon. Bye. Bye,
1: Bye noon. Look at
0: Bye these
1: weeds, man. I mean, don't they realize they're playing into yeah. their own stereotype?
0: They can't help it. They just keep tumbling along. (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. Where'd you
1: blow? An abandoned town? Oh, gee whiz.
0: Yeah. Remember the time that Ghost Town had robots in the future? Right.
1: (laughs) I remember that. Okay, so now nobody remembers that because it never happened. This is before. This is the day of uh, Professor Marx's big presentation to the military guys. Radio oh, all right. telepathy.
0: How come? Like, does don't you think it's a jerk move what they're doing? Like, they're both talking in the same room. I, I mean, they're probably like comics that are like, oh yeah, we're in the back of the room. No, no, we're we'll right.
1: <laughs> No, it's not the performance yet. There he is. Hey. Hello, Professor Mark. I mean, Freud. Hello, Sigmund. I mean. Hello, Carl. <laughs> I mean, Lenin. I mean, Carl. Hello, Trotsky, I mean, Marx.
0: Oh. I mean, the USS Beagle, I mean, uh, Darwin, I mean, Sigmund. All right. Well, look, it's it Paul from Night Court. It's <laughs> system, radio I know, all the actors in this movie are like our dads. Yeah.
5: <laughs> no demonstration? I don't understand,
4: Professor Marks. We were under the impression you are now ready to reveal your development.
0: Yes, that's true, Mr. Secretary. Yeah. Well, a robust from the future came and took yeah. me to show me what happened.
1: Clad 2 appeared. At first, I didn't believe it.
0: a killer robot from the future came the Terminator no it was cyborg 20 that's no, just forget it. it
1: wasn't even anything like Terminator
0: <laughs> well you know in cyborg 2087 Genesis uh, the robot goes back in time and decides not to go to the town so this never happened
1: <laughs>
0: are, they, are they wrapping this movie up really yeah, uh, we so, could
1: have more time. Once again, they didn't do it right. He should have gone in front yeah. of them and said, gentlemen, it's a failure, whatever. And then he should given this reason why to Sharon. You know, what are you talking about, cyborgs?
0: Yeah, so, you know, they should have had, like, you know, maybe he should have clapped-toed it at the end. Like, in the the day they were still, like, going to the the square and say, I am just a humble cyborg from the future. But instead of having this guy give the speech.
1: Right. Anyway, he doesn't tell him about the cyborg or anything. He just says, listen, you guys are going to turn my crap into a weapon somehow. We're not doing it. And the military guys, unlike... What they could have done in the plot were like, damn, chucks, professor. You know, they could have really (laughs) threatened him, but anyway.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's the power play, dismissing people and then uh, hanging up your coat on the coat rack.
1: (laughs) Right. Now I can start my day.
0: Yeah. told them at the like Gordon Gecko. Inappropriate, <laughs> Karen, but thank you. Not suitable for work, that hug. <laughs> I watched a movie about that.
1: One time I went to Mexico for work to uh, sell you, I forget the name, cent- Century, whatever. I went to a wireless company down there, and all the girls in Mexico, the women, um, when they say hello, you know, you shake the guy's hands, and the girls... Get close to you, lean on you, and kiss your cheek. I swear to God, Mike. Huh. Never knew. But I mean, part of the greeting is the leaning in. I'm serious. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Huh.
0: Well, I look there.
1: Finally, I get some work done. Where's that bottle? Now, here's our last scene. It's the same scene we were in with the cops before, and we're going to get, like, uh, Wendell Corey being, like, nothing ever happens in this town, and that's supposed to be our big ah-ha-ha moment.
0: Yeah, they're just reading comics books and playing. Right. Oh, they're playing
1: poker again. And five-card draw. Yeah. You see, it says the West. I really don't think it should have. I think it should have been a sci-fi mag, you know?
0: Right, with with maybe a killer robot on the cover. Right,
1: exactly.
0: Hogwash. It could have been done. I knew Elvis. I was in his second movie. Happens around here. Wah wah. Wee-wee. that's the ending of every X Files.
1: <laughs> you see how we have a spaceship? Why? We should have some cyborg. Fun. Oh, tie it in. Right.
0: Well, maybe that was the, the artist model for the spaceship they built.
1: Right. Or maybe it should have been the futuristic yeah. city.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, did you know this was filmed in a studio in Hollywood, Carl?
1: Yes, I did. Absolutely. And just so I want to go to that ghost town, too. Um, yeah. Let's see. Here it, it is. That's the space farm. <laughs> Harry Harry Caratino
0: I think we know I think I've seen him in the stuff before oh uh, there's Chevy Johnson Ch- uh,
1: yeah gosh tarnation uh, how in the
7: heck did you do that
1: yeah all sarcastic they really did uh, it's the Bronson Caves Bronson Canyon Griffith Park Oh, yeah. all right, Springs Drive in Los Angeles if you ever want to go to the ghost town. It's probably still there.
0: Well, I love it. Yeah. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Cyborg um, 2087 from 1966.
1: It was not good. Uh, I, I think that they could have – even with their low budget and everything, if they just did a few plot points, they could have really brought out some drama and done it better. But they didn't. And I think they should have spent the money on the cyborg, like, you know, on his chest and everything. And his, his art. They should have spent the money. I don't know. $500? There, it was a $100,000 budget in 1966. This was intended to be for TV. Uh, they It had oh. a theatrical release. It was one of nine films that this company made to go on tv and they all were theatrically released i think they they just bobbled the, they t- fumbled the football a bunch of times my opinion
0: yeah i could see that i enjoyed it you know like for a bad like mystery science theater type movie it was actually had a, a pace that it was swift enough wasn't
1: too corny yes despite that robot sentiment you know, well, it, has, can I address, it was a little model in the robot. Let me address yeah. Mystery Science Theater, okay? Listen, the only okay. similarity we have to that show is we watch a movie. That's all. We don't have puppets. Well, we they don't create, do gags. It, and listen. That whole premise was created. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Well, Go they on. were the ones that kind of created the genre. I mean, it has been done before. I think uh, Fire Science Theater had done some, like, what they would usually do is they would, change the dialogue of movies, like so. They would show a movie with no audio, and then like people would improvise dialogue. <laughs> and you know, TV TV stations always showed bad movies, so the TV station took the movies from their library and they talked over the movies and they right. off of it. So they created that genre. You know, the, if it was already created, they were the big bang. So this whole genre is based off of that show. So I, out of respect, I you know we we go off on tangents. We talk about other things. Our show is is kind of evolved from, or not evolved, but it's different enough, and and it's potentially so, So, so to the point where I don't want to repeat movies that were on the TV show. So if this movie was on the TV show, you know, it it was a forced error. I didn't expect it.
1: Right, right. Okay, so you're a man of integrity. You are. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: there's plenty of entertainment, and if the show's already done it or another show's already done it, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of other movies, you know. Okay. I like some obscure stuff anyway. Yeah. Agree. Including next week's movie, Carl.
1: Yes. So
0: uh, next week's movie, we're going to do a uh, – we're going to try to uh, pander to millennials and do a VHS children's film from 1992. This is a uh, second movie of a trilogy, the Munchies trilogy. Uh, this movie is not Munchies. It is Munchie, singular, M-U-N-C. Uh, C H I E, and it's from 1992. By the way, the third movie was Munchie Strikes Back. So uh, we have on YouTube a trailer. So if you type in Munchie 1992, I see Munchie trailer 1992 from Video Detective.
1: Okay. Pause it. I got my audio up. All right, go ahead, Carl, if you do, it's a pleasure. Three, two, one, go. Old Horizons presents...
4: Gage Dobson is the new kid in the neighborhood. His mom's in love with a jerk. I'm going to be your new father, whether you like it or not. He's not doing so well at his new school.
2: Unless your grades improve in math, I may have to fail you.
4: And his overactive imagination is getting him nothing but trouble. (laughs) <laughs> Life's not looking so great for Gage To be or not to be Arriba. Until
2: well, said that. Maybe
4: I did, pal I'm your new friend I help, I dazzle, I make better Roger Corman
5: and New Horizons Home Video Bring you the family fantasy what? feature Munchie The all-star sequel
4: to the video blockbuster Munchie
1: Video blockbuster
4: Now Munchie's
2: come to school
3: Yeah. With a few class projects like
0: getting back school, oh. school it's a family film of a film that had a munchie staring up a woman's skirt Thank
4: you,
1: sounds like the guy in war games Eddie Deason no the uh, the other one who is from Canada who was in that movie we saw Meatballs 3
0: yeah thought Yeah, maybe it is. Hot foot, Lottie. Anderson. He has magic powers.
4: Yeah.
1: Great. And hot feet. Wow, that was a fireball.
3: Yeah. Right, um...
4: Wow. Yes. You get whatever it is back to Gage. Andrew Stevens. Well, i have got to arrest him. Marty Johnson.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, laughing.
4: Jamie McKenna. Yeah. Hey, Where the Evil
0: Cyborg, Roland Martin, laughing. So Sometimes you going to
4: help people in spite of themselves.
1: Tom DeLuise, that's a good, interesting... He doesn't... Uh... Watch this, oh well, All right.
0: so ladies and gentlemen, that is our movie next week, it's an adorable Munchies hand puppet voiced by Dom DeLuise, based on the hard rated R uh, teen sex comedy, it's the family directed video sequel, Munchie, for 1992, Uh, Carl, any place anyone could see you, Um,
1: are your shows cancelled now, your in person shows? Well, no, I did that one in person show, and that was okay. Uh there were only 10 people uh-huh. there. 10 people. What kind of a benefit? Oh. Which money did they raise? You know what I mean? Uh but I don't know. So my open mic, I might go uh real uh at the Reserve Club in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. We will see. If so, it'll be next Tuesday. We'll see. Listen, Mike, oh, I was interesting. so are you going to doing the yeah. Zoom at the same time? I was thinking about it.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. All right. Well, I'm there, man, if you need me. Excellent. Excellent. I'll, I'll zoom in your live show. Project you on the wall. I'm, I'm going to be an asshole and wear a mask, though.
1: <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you won't get the computer virus <laughs> if you've got your mask on.
0: Oh, I have that McAlfie. All right. Well, that sounds good. And, guys, you go to issue.com. That's uh, issue spelled with two U's. You can find Savage Henry Magazine. I wrote for that Humor Magazine out in Humboldt County, and they have a really weird way to see it online, but it is online. Uh, and then I got nothing uh, going on.
1: The Amusement Park Story. What was that? The Amusement Park Story, right? Isn't that what your article's about?
0: Oh, it's yeah, it's new guidelines for amusement parks. Amusement parks reopen with new guidelines. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, it's a part of the social distancing parity issue. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. It's a long way to get there, but you'll find it on issue.com. com. two you. Well, that's been the show. I think we ran out of things to say. Yeah, muni Radio does have a fundraiser going on, and they're trying to raise $5,000 before September. This show will definitely be heard before September. If not, still so go find me. I'm sure there's a new one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, support muni Radio and uh, keep great. listening to our show. That's yeah. it. That's all. Uh, and – That's been the show. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, audience, for the show. Thank you.
1: Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length
4: movie on YouTube with Mike
1: Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song
7: It's the warmest October day that I ever saw today, so we skipped practice, Tony and Yogi and I, and decided to take a little ride down to the ferry and over to Staten Island. After polishing off a hero at Lucy's, we hopped on the back fender of the 2nd Avenue bus and rode down to the ferry basin. Once I fell off a bus like that on a sharp turn and almost got my balls crushed under the back wheel, but this ride was smooth enough and we got off and deposited our nickels in the turnstiles and were off. Just as the boat is pulling out of the dock, Tony takes out a bottle of Carbona cleaning fluid and a few rags and suggests that we do a little sniffing to get high. I was up for the idea because Carbona is one of the finest cheap highs you can get, even stronger than model airplane glue. We slipped up to the top deck of the ship and wet our rags and raise them to our faces. After four deep whiffs, we were sailing someplace else, bells ringing through my ears and little lights flashing through my eyes. I pictured myself paddling across a river with black water. Only the canoe was going backwards instead of forwards with clouds. That were faces laughing spooky funhouse laughs which wouldn't stop echoing. More sniffs and more freaky visions, the ringing bell sound just getting louder the more I breathed this stuff into my lungs. I kept it up for about 10 minutes, but by then I was getting too dizzy to handle it and I had to fling down the rag and make it to the side rail, sick as possible. I began puking wildly. My eyes felt like bowling balls, and they were watering like mad. Tony and Yogi had done themselves in too, and they ran over to join in the ceremony. Then we recovered enough to hear shouts from the bottom deck and wiping off our eyes, we realized we had zeroed in all over the head of some dude. More unfortunate was the fact that the guy was fantastically huge and looked horribly pissed wasted no time in making it for the nearest hiding spot, knowing the guy would be up after us any second. We got to the other side of the boat and did a quick Steve McQueen act, over the rail and down to the lowest deck. Then we ducked into the bathroom and into the last toilet stall, locking the door and sweating our balls off. We hung on in there, reading little penciled-in obscenities until the boat docked. After about 10 minutes, we sent Yogi out to see if the coast was clear. He came back and signaled us out, and we ran our asses off the boat, through the terminal, onto the nearest bus. We came to a nice park somewhere in the middle of the island and played ball with the local lames all day, taking on everyone, even guys as old as 16 or so. It was almost dark when we caught our ferry back to the city again. Keeping a sharp lookout for our friend and vowing we'd never sniff that stuff on any ferry again.
2: they fell off the slide. Usually they've been so abused that you wonder if they can take anything. In fact, you kid yourself into thinking that one of them will be able to tolerate so much that you'll actually fall in love with their pain tolerance. you're dead wrong there, that'll never happen. Like rats, things get a vicious. some straw to cling to, whatever, so you can fuck them and start it all over again. The guy I knew used to drown his pets, so that they were just on the other side, and then he'd rescue them. The memory he gave them was a smiling, loving face pulling them out of the barrel, laying them on the grass, dust coating their muzzle. He did not in secret for a couple months off and on, but we knew that he really loved something about those dogs because he knew what they could take. He was impressed. He'd stroke them, pet them, hold them, whisper in their ear. Then he'd drown his dog or his friend's dog again. He did it in a big 50 gallon drum that we used for trash cans. His dad would bring them home from the shipyard. Greasy pieces of lettuce floating with particles Who the hell knows what. Anyway, he showed me one day what it was that got him off. Here's his fourth grader scratches and bite marks on his brown arms, laughing in this unfunny way, and crooning to these yelping, desperate, writhing doggies. And sooner or later he'd get them. He was fucking inexhaustible. He'd take hours to catch a dog. You could tell what was on his mind, they'd hide, but they'd have to show up at the wash to eat the scraps, and dry dog food sometime, right? In fact, he knew that they knew he knew, and that made it better. And say, you fool. As he grabbed the dog and dragged him away. I'm gonna drown you, Fido. He called every dog Fido and asked me why. Pretty soon the hose would start spinning this greasy mess of water around the barrel. He'd get him in. And you don't know how long it takes for a Labrador to drown. You don't measure it in minutes. Black Black Plastic is the show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio FM. Coming to you
0: directly dive from the Not So Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. This show is a epitaph for the 500 Club. God rest you. Good
2: bar.